Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I am here with Kim from Pro In Fit Body Boot Camp in New York. What's up, Kim? How are you today? Hey, Bree. I'm good. I'm doing good. It's a good day. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Alrighty, let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Ah, um, well, I owned, uh, when I was 27, I started a dog business, um, 40 now, so that gives you a little clue. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I had that for many, many years. Um, and uh, long story short, uh, you know, I just wanted to do something different. Um, when I was in my 20s, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, which made it very easy for me to gain weight, very tough to lose it, energy level, you know, I just struggled all around. Um, and I started my own fitness journey to get myself back to um, good health and wellness. Um, so, you know, I was running this dog business, struggling with my own health and kind of just doing both simultaneously. And eventually I said, hey, I, I kind of need another plan. Um, boarding, you know, 15 dogs in my house over the holidays isn't going to be forever. Yeah, <laughs> a little crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just wanted to help people. And I think, you know, there were a lot of ideas thrown out and just one thing led to another. And it was, hey, this is something that a friend of mine brought it to me. Hey, this is something that, you know, you could be really good at. So just yeah. kind of took it step by step by step, looked into different franchises even, um, and found Fit Body Bootcamp and loved it, loved the model, loved everything and um, started the process. So it was just really out of wanting to help people, you know, the same right. way that I had people help me on my journey. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wanting to help people kind of experience the same kind of thing that you did oh, yeah. through your own journey. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. So as far as the business model goes within the four walls of your gym, how do you yeah. structure things? Mostly group classes, correct? If not all group classes. So we are all group fitness. Uh, we do hit style training. We do 30 minute group, you know, group sessions led by our coaches. Um, so pretty much I always tell people it's group fitness without one-on-one -on -one personal touch. Yes. A little bit different than a big box gym where you're just following along with an instructor who's at the front of the room and you're working out behind them. Um, we run our 30 minute group sessions. And during the session, you know, we, we start every session with a warm up. We demo all the exercises that are on. And then during the session, the coaches are running around. We're fixing form. We're giving modifications. We have people with injuries who maybe can't even do that particular exercise. So we're giving them a replacement. Mm -hmm. So they're getting that group, but it's small group. Our, I mean, our max right now is 24 people. So it's okay. very small group fitness. Yeah. So we're, we're a lot of one-on-one -on -one at the same time. Um, and you know, if, if we have a day, like, especially around now, as I'm sure the other gym owners will know, this is really kind of a quiet time as people get ready for the holidays. Sometimes we have a very small class and people are like, man, this is like more personal training. So yeah. when we say that group fitness with that one-on-one -on -one feel. Awesome. Yeah. That certainly helps you as a trainer to be able to kind of provide the members with a little bit more attention and people tend to yes. appreciate that. So not necessarily a bad thing right now when the classes are a little bit smaller. Um, you can just give the clients that are still coming in a little bit more attention. So uh, now, speaking of membership base, so how many members are you currently serving? So right now we are hovering right at that 200 mark. 
um, you know, we worked our way up. We, when we had to close right before the pandemic, we had about 158. We went really far down. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're right about, you know, 200. So we've been working our way up this year. Awesome. Okay. So about 200 members currently. So during the shutdown for the pandemic, did you lose how many members was it? Did you lose like half of your membership? So we lost, oh my goodness. We had a hundred and we, so, so to preface this, we were only open for 10 months when the pandemic hit. We only opened in middle of May, 2019. We were open for 10 months when we got that call. Hey, you guys have to, you know, like everybody else that's (laughs) so many other people is listening. Um, you know, that March 16th was like, oh, you guys can't open tomorrow. So mm-hmm. at that day, that day we had 158 members and my goal originally was 200 members by year one. I want to change 200 lives, you know, by year one. And we were on our way there with our trial members and challengers that we had at the time. Um, we lost, I mean, at the lowest point, we had less than 60 people. We had less than I had when we first opened. Wow. Um, before we opened, you know, that month before we opened, I had um, challengers and, you know, I, I sold I think we signed up 50 charter people. So I had 50 charter members, you know, at a reduced rate, like that's your charter membership. That's your rate for life, basically, for signing up for the studio before it opened. And then we had another 20 people on a six-week challenge. So we had less people than the day we opened the doors at our lowest point. Yeah, and then we were closed for six months. Mm -hmm. Um, We started running sessions in the parking lot and then we opened our doors again and worked our way back up. But it's taken a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. So now being open pretty regularly and and back to almost almost normal function or hopefully somewhat of a normal function uh how are you able to build that membership back up what are you doing to get people back in the doors so we we run various trials and and challenges through the year but we keep it very simple you know we tried a lot of different things um we will do a um 28 day challenge or, you know, something that's a little bit shorter, like a 28-day trial, or we'll run a six-week challenge that has a little bit more involved. Those are pretty much our two trial programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a marketing team that gets out there. We market mostly through Facebook, and we get a lot of referrals from clients. You know, we're like one big happy family. Again, it makes us a little bit different than most of the gyms or fitness studios mm-hmm. out there where we're very, you know, we always say we're like one big happy family. We call everybody our fitness family. We get very close with people. And I think it's because we are small class based, you get to know everybody very personally, you know, one on one. So we get a lot of referrals as well. People bring in their friends and family members. Um, yeah. I also started with an admin team this year. I was really struggling to do everything by myself, of course. So I started with um, an admin team, a fellow gym owner of mine who's been a mentor since I started, started other businesses to help Mm -hmm. gym owners. And one of them, you know, is a sales and admin team. So bringing them on board was huge. Um, Mm -hmm. They do all the lead follow-up. They call the people and text and email that are interested. So it takes me out of that equation so I can focus on other stuff. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting people in, you know, to try it. And that's something we do also is like three days free. So just a little bit from each. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to hear that you're running advertising through Facebook and not just basing things on word of mouth and referrals because so many gyms do rely only on word of mouth and referrals and those are great and they're they're great leads most of the time, you know. People come in and they're pretty much ready to make the commitment and get signed up. However, 
it's not really something that you have any control over. You know, exactly. you can't really track it. Whereas your paid advertising, it's almost like you can turn on the faucet and kind of open things right. up. You know, yeah, um, exactly. Yep. It you, allows you can, to yep. You can put more money towards, you know, if you say, Hey, we're running a little low, you know, you can decide I'm going to spend more money each day, or, you know, I'm going to change my ads up. You, you, like you said, you really can't control what people are telling their friends. <laughs> right. No, yeah. no. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's not anything guaranteed and it's almost like, you know, people only have so many people that yes. they're talking to that are interested in yeah. fitness. You know, so once that kind of dries up, it's like, okay, now what? And yeah. one of the most important pieces is being able to feed the business, right? Learning how 100%. to get new people in the door. And if that's not, and it, it's a skill. And if that's yeah. not a skill that you have, that's something that's super important to learn so that you can feed the business kind of no matter what happens. So now with the challenges that you're running the six week challenge and the was it a 28 day yes. challenge okay so how are those converting do most people that do a six week challenge or a 28 day challenge convert into a membership so my conversion rate per month is um about average 66 67 percent okay some months are higher some are lower a lot of it mm -hmm. depends on the time of year we also spent a lot of this year playing around with those um, but my six week challenge is only $5 last we bill weekly. We do the monthly dues on a weekly basis, which I find once I switched over to that helped a lot because, and, and I tell people it's easier for people to budget on a weekly basis versus a monthly basis, you know, yeah, so they'll, yeah. they'll see that big number. The first thing that cuts. And of course, people, if, when you're trying to trim down your finances, Yes. You cut yourself out first. You really mm -hmm. do. So it's easier for people to budget on a weekly basis. We do our dues and our challenge, six week challenge is only $5 less. So that makes that conversion to say, you know, my, you, you know, I know my sales tactic. Hey, you know, Bree, you've been having such a great time here. We are obviously staying with us, right? So let's do your sign up. Your trial's up next week. Let's do your sign up today. Right. And they're like, well, how much is it? Well, it's only five bucks more a week than you're paying now. Oh, okay. I mean, it's kind of a no, you know, right. a no brainer at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, and if they say, well, I'm like, I'm not sure. What aren't you sure about? Talk to me. Let's go. Right. What can we do here? Um, yes. So I think it's important that when you structure those trial programs, they're not too far off from your regular membership. Right. Um, in the very beginning, we did like a 21 day for $21. It's that's way too low. You know, that that's, you'll get yes. a lot of people trying that, mm -hmm. but they're not going to stay for very long. You know, right. no matter how great it is, it's, it's, you have to go closer to your actual membership price. So that yes. made it, that, that's a big difference too. Definitely. So a couple of things there. So I like that you do weekly payments because yes. not only is it beneficial for your members because of the budgeting, you know, it kind of breaks right. things down for them and makes it a little bit easier. Um, but also it's good from a business standpoint because of the fact that when you break things down, weekly there are four months out of the year that have five weeks right so you end up with one more full monthly payment so you get 13 payments over the course of a year so you know multiply that by how many members you have and it ends up being thousands and thousands of dollars at the end of the year so from a business standpoint super helpful and then from the client standpoint as well 
as far as budgeting goes, much easier to think about, you know, $30 a week or whatever it right, might be. Exactly. Rather than $160 a month or, you know, whatever your membership is monthly. And, and that's how I that's how I pose it to people when they, you know, when you get that financial objection, mm -hmm. um, I tell them, Hey, it's 34 bucks a week. And right. myself included, we all spend at least that, if not more every week on something yes. that's not contributing towards our health. Yes. So, yeah. you know, most people say, Oh yeah, I go to Starbucks every day. Uh, well, yeah. what is that costing you? 50 bucks a week, you know, take that, cut it out. You're only getting sugary stuff anyway. That's not, that's going to take away from your health goals mm -hmm. and put it towards you, invest in you instead. And like you said, on the business side, it helps that cash flow instead of you know, once a month waiting for all those payments to come in to pay bills, we're able to, you know, to keep up with things and, and just, and just have a better handle on the business in general. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now with the challenges that you're running, so was you're charging those weekly as well? Yeah. So when, when we do the six week challenge, for instance, typically we'll have a $29 registration fee, which helps recoup a lot of the advertising costs, of course, and it saves people's space. You know, that's what we say. It saves your spot in the challenge. Um, and then it's 29 a week for those six weeks. So it charges on a weekly basis. What I usually do is if somebody, let's say comes in on a Wednesday for their first session, they want to do a free session before they sign up for the challenge. Um, they love the session. They're like, yep, I'm in. Let's sign me up. I'll say, great. We're going to start your six weeks on a Monday. I like to start everybody's six weeks on a Monday because that mindset of starting something new and fresh in a program on a Monday versus the, the middle of the week. I just think it's better for people all around. And I'll tell them, let's sign you up today. Your official six weeks will start on Monday. You can come the rest of the week on me you know, as just a little something extra. Um, and, and that just goes really well. And then every Monday you have how we do it on a rolling start. I know some people do their challenges like, Hey, we're doing a six week challenge to start on November right. 3rd. And the goal is to get as many people signed up at once. Mm -hmm. I, I do it a little bit differently. I'd rather have, you know, five to 10 people sign up every week it's better for us to keep track of those challengers, to keep in touch with them, to give them that personal touch rather than have 50 people start all on the same week. Um, right. And we're still a little bit limited capacity here anyway. So it, it just, it makes everything flow a lot better. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that. When I was in my facility, we were doing a six week challenge as well. And we would do a rolling start Yes, because it was yep. like, why would you shut that off? <laughs> you know? Why it's would like, you shut it off? Exactly. Why would you shut it off? But why why do you want to manage 50 new people in your facility one at week at the same time oh yeah. my goodness then they're yeah. not i feel like they're losing out at that point like yeah. then you can't give those people that one-on-one -on -one personalized attention that they deserve right so you know, we started the rolling start and we would never go back you know right. it's, it's yeah wonderful. yeah completely makes sense so now my other question regarding that is <laughs> did you ever do like a larger amount up front for the challenge or was it always a weekly thing um i think we've always done the weekly thing but i will have people who will want to just pay it all at once yeah um, kind of the same as the membership we offer some prepaid options um, people that are really struggling with accountability with dedication with staying committed i will often when they express that to me I will often suggest to them, hey, what do you think about paying for the challenge all up front at once? Mm -hmm. Because then it's paid for and it'll help keep you going. Yes, We're going to yes. give you that accountability. We're going to give you that weekly check-in. But what How? What if we do it this way? What do you think? You mm -hmm. know, to help you going. And, and a lot of people like that idea. Some people come yeah. to me with that idea and some I can tell they just need it. 
Um, but, but yeah, so we've, we've done that before. Um, I have never done, you know, like a more expensive three or $400 challenge. Um, it's just would be a little off of our, our model here. Um, if we did like one on more one-on-one coaching, I think we would probably, that would be more, more of a fit. Um, but that's probably the only thing that I can think of that we've done more upfront. Okay. So the way that we used to do it was $499 upfront for the six weeks. Right. And then there was a goal. So based on their measurements, it was either 10%, it was based around weight loss. So 10% of your body weight, this might be similar. I'm not sure. Um, 10% of your body weight or 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. So you put your 499 down upfront. If you reach your goal, you get your money back. Ah, or I think we do have some locations that do stuff like that. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't done those type of challenges here. Um, we're not so much like number based as far as what people lose. We've run those challenges before because our headquarters stuff does them and we've tried right. them. Mm-hmm. I find with our community, they just don't really stick. It's not what and it's not really our mine and my my head coach and our facility leader. It's, it's not so much in line with um, our philosophies and the way that we kind of our approach, I guess, when somebody first starts. Mm-hmm. In our community, a lot of people, especially now in the middle of the pandemic, a lot of people are just trying to get back on a routine again. And they're not as focused on the numbers as they are. I just need to get my butt here three or four times a week. So mm-hmm. we kind of changed our, you know, some of our approach a little bit. Um, and now we focus on like, how do you feel, you know, in the, in the beginning, we just want to get them on the mat. We do in the little one-on-one nutrition appointment, you know, we give everybody that nutrition counseling when they first start, we do an in-body, I'm sure you're familiar with the in-body, yes, the body fat percentage. So we do that with everybody in the first one to three days of them starting. Um, we used to do that nutrition right up front and give them certain things to do with their nutrition. We found that it was too overwhelming for people and they would be more likely to quit if we gave them too much to do in the beginning, because we've done those challenges. Here's your macros, here's your counts, here's your calories, whatever you want the nutrition approach to be. Um, And more people had, you know, they would have a harder time sticking to it. Mm -hmm. So we take a simpler approach. We just want you to focus this first half on getting here, get your workouts in, concentrate on how do you feel. Uh, We are gonna give you certain habits that we want you to do, up your water, eat more protein, get more sleep. And then around the third or fourth week, we're going to sit down and talk to them about nutrition, teach them about macronutrients and the foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my head coach is also a certified nutritionist. So if they want more one-on-one counseling, then we do that as well. Yeah. Um, but we kind of just keep it more simple. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the way that our challenge was laid out, and it's not for everybody, that's, yeah. you, you have to very specifically target within your advertising. And that's a whole other conversation, right? Because I would literally turn people away from the challenge. Even they would wave $500 in my (laughs) face. And I'm like, nope, this is not for you. Because they're not going to just throw anybody into the program if they're not going to be successful, right? Because that's a a direct reflection of me and the service that I'm providing. So I'm not going to just throw anybody into the challenge. Um, But as far as accountability goes, $500 $500 and wanting to get that back was right. huge, huge, you know, and that's, um, that's really what motivated people to actually stick to it and get to their goal. And then once they got there, it was like, okay, now why would I stop? Right. So right. 
that $500 and then roll it into a membership. So we yeah. would take that chunk off the top of the cost of a one-year membership and then just roll them into a weekly payment at that point. Yeah. So yeah. it was like being able to acquire that front end cash, you know, $500 every time. And we were right. selling about a hundred of them a month. You know, that's huge for the that's business huge. to be able yeah. to take in that amount of cash and then be able to put it back into your marketing or put it back into the facility and just have that cash on hand was huge. Um, and then also build things on the back end with that rolling start, you know, it never stops. So you've got right. it always coming in on the front and then always building on the backside as well. So that was super helpful. Um, just as far as growth goes on both ends, you know, so that was, that was huge, huge game changer within the business. Now, as far as the marketing goes, is the, the marketing team that you're working with, I know because it works a little bit different with franchises sometimes. So is the marketing team that you're working with through the franchise or is it a separate? So they're my own privately hired marketing team. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we pretty much just get on a call, figure out, um, what do we want to run currently? And like I said, we pretty much just go back and forth between those two programs. Um, mm -hmm. Like we're keeping everything simple. Um, so we just get on, we'll get on a call. What do we want to run? What does it include? When are we going to start? Okay, great. How much do you want to put uh, each day? Because with, you know, Facebook marketing, it's like a daily spend. What do you want right. your daily spend to be? This mm -hmm. is what they suggest. Okay, let's do it. Um, it goes, all the leads that come in, go get put into a spreadsheet. They also go directly into one of my CRMs. Um, yep. And then my admin team, my sales and admin team goes into there and they contact everybody. So it's mm -hmm. a very smooth process where in the beginning I was doing all that myself. Yeah, so, I've been there everything too. Else. Yeah. That's a full-time job. I will tell you, it is. follow-up is a full-time job. So yeah. once I got that off my plate, our growth really did, you know, start to make a lot of progress this year because I just couldn't do everything at once. No, um, no that's but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the flow and it's, you know, it's, it's very smooth now. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I just hired the sales and admin team to do all the follow-up in April of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a game changer. That was a game changer yeah. for me, but yeah. we hire our, um, all the fit body locations. We hire our own marketers. There is a certain amount that goes towards, that goes to the headquarters for, general marketing but we market our individual locations yeah okay yeah i like that it was the same through i love kickboxing i mean there were different companies that they would suggest or be right. partnered with or whatever but you were free to hire right whoever you worked best with right yes yes yeah. absolutely so now as far as growth goes or goals over the next six months to a year or so what specifically are you focused on within your business um so the first goal is getting over that 200 which mm -hmm. we will in the new year we'll run some sort of new year's you know challenge we're going to get together and work out the details with my team. Um, but I think my goal would be to, uh, you know, in the, this new year, 2022, add another 100 members, yeah. you know, add more session times. So in the before times, we had four sessions in the morning. We're not quite there yet We because we had to spread them out a little bit further. So rather than sessions being 
45 minutes apart, they're an hour apart now, and we just never brought back that last session in the morning. Um, okay. We're looking to hire some, I'm looking to hire more coaches actually, which has been very challenging. I don't know what everybody's experienced. Yes. I think it's challenging all around. Yes. Um, we, it's been very challenging to find coaches. So goals for the new year would be to expand the team and then add on, my number is 100 people. I want 100 new people this coming year. You know, okay. which is challenging because of people going back to work and work schedules changing. You know, this post-pandemic uh, work schedule is completely different than it was in 2019. Right. You know, people are getting called back to the city. They're one of very few employees getting called back. So their hours are longer. It's harder for them to find class times. So, you know, it's going to be challenging. Um, once we expand the team, I would you know, I was thinking about adding on some maybe midday classes, which we don't have in Fit Bodies tend not to. Mm -hmm. But I think with this new work from home model as well, there's more of a need for people to have that lunchtime break. Like it's more available. People are mm -hmm. closer. They can maybe come in to, you know, we're very, we're only 45 minutes from New York City. Okay. So yeah. The, the people that aren't going are an hour, you know, the people that aren't going into the city anymore, they're working from home. They can pop down during their lunch break, whereas before there really wasn't a need for it. So I would say expanding the staff, expanding some of the class times and, you know, just expanding the membership. Right. Okay. So at this point, how many new members are you seeing per month on average, would you say? Um, you know, it's, it's so tricky to do averages in this, in this year because of the pandemic. Um, but over we, the last couple of months. The last, you know, and this month is so iffy with the holidays, but, you know, we were seeing... 10, 15, 20 new members, more than that on trials. Not everybody could stay a lot. Of, some people needed to expand their trial out, which kind of skews the numbers a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I had the most growth. The beginning of the year was very, very slow growth. You know, I, I could not get past 70 people for the longest time that, you know, and then we were stuck at 90. And I think that's because people were still canceling. They were still having COVID issues. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw the most growth from April on, you know, I hired that sales team and saw the most growth. We started getting even more people on trials, converting better. And we kind of played around with some of our programs a little bit as well. Okay. So yeah, just kind of made things smoother. Right. Now, what would you say currently is the biggest bottleneck within the business that's kind of holding you back from getting to that next level? Honestly, it's finding, it, it's expanding the team. It's finding coaches. Um, you know, the, the, so I started, I started the business with myself and one other coach who was a previous fit body coach. Um, mm -hmm. but her, she worked, you know, it was 45 minutes from here. So once, and I used to go to that location. So once she found out I was opening here, you know, um, she approached the owner and it's like, oh, Kim's opening five minutes from my house. And he is a, a friend and mentor of mine. And he's like, go, you, you gotta work. You know, he called yeah. me and said, Gabby's coming to work for you. <laughs> um, it was just the two of us for the longest time. And, and I had two other coaches come on in the begin, very beginning of 2020, like in February. And they were only on for about a month or so. Um, with a bigger team, we would be able to expand those hours a little bit, which would, you know, I've spoken to some people who really want to come in, but the, the, my current class times just don't match up. So I think for us, the biggest bottleneck for growth really is, you know, we need a bigger team because we can't do it all. <laughs> no. I do have some other part-time people, you know, coaches in, um, and they're amazing. I have to say my team is absolutely amazing. 
Um, we are just full of love and support for one another. We work very well together, um, but we need more of that. You know, we, we need more of that. So once yeah. we can kind of get over that hump, we'll be able to expand some of the session times, have more people come in and just expand the business in general. Right. Okay. Yeah. So main thing is adding more staff, essentially, yeah. to be able to add more classes in, exactly. and provide more times, and then um, growing the membership is kind of based on that. Because are you maxed out in your classes currently? No, not not every class is maxed out. The, the biggest one is um, the 545 in the morning. So we have three in the morning, 545, 645, and 845. Uh, we were recording sessions or doing live sessions in that in the middle of those two mornings, which is why we don't have anything there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the 545 is almost always maxed, um, but I think that's a really popular time in the industry in general. Yeah. People, those are the diehards. I'm going before work. That's the only time in the morning that I can go. Yeah. Um, our 845 in the morning tends to max out as well. But again, our max right now is 24 people. You know, mm-hmm. we're a small studio. The whole studio itself is 2,200 square feet. So I have about 1,800 square feet of mat. Um, and, you know, with the equipment and everything out. So we're about 24 people right now. In the before time, our max was 35, but we're still limiting capacity a little bit, just kind of still what's going on with COVID. Not everybody's 100% comfortable being that mm-hmm. packed in. Um, so those two sessions tend to max out, but the others don't. The 645 in the morning almost does. And the evenings are almost never. They're really never full with 24 people. Okay. Um, you know, so we have, we have room in the classes to add more people mm-hmm. that can do those session times. Right. Yeah. So there's still room for a little oh, yeah. bit of growth within the class times that you have currently. 100%. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So now looking to add a hundred members in, in 2022, you said, right. So, so grow it yes. to like 300 members or so. Yeah. In 2022. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so yes, adding more staff, eventually (laughs) adding more class times and continuing on with the marketing that you're doing currently. Now, getting the amount of people that you're getting in now, you said it was about 15 or 20 that you're seeing new members? That's about the conversion. Um, You know, I think of everything on a weekly basis. So before the holiday time, you know, when it, when it was the most amount of trials we're, we're getting in, you know, I would say an average of about eight people, eight to 10 people a week to come in on a trial, okay. um, you know, and, and most of the people that come in and try a class, they immediately sign up for, we do a three free day. So um, if they want to do all three free, you know, we'll, we'll do those three free days with them and then we'll start them on a paid trial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I would say, nine out of 10 people that are coming in on a free trial sign up for a paid trial. Things that might hold them back are the normal things that, that people have objections about. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's time. Sometimes they're just nervous and they think they can't do it. You kind of mm-hmm. have to talk them through that. But, um, you know, but, but then out of all those trial members, my conversion rate's about 67% or so. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a couple members a week that are signing up for right that are signing up that are converting that are doing that conversion yeah right um and it and it goes up and down depending on the time of year Mm -hmm. you know the holidays are slow um we got a we got a lot of people this summer actually coming in 
Um, now is kind of a quiet time. I know we're going to get another, it'll be another surge in the new year, everybody with their New Year's resolutions. So we'll see another, uh, we'll see another big group. Last year, I think we had 50 people do our New Year, New You challenge. And uh, we signed up, I think, it was, I think it was about 70% of them into membership. So that's kind of what I'm basing this year's expectations off of. Right. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be even more this year. Well, yeah. Hopefully there'll be a flood. <laughs> <laughs> well, and last year we still had restrictions. We had just reopened. We weren't able yeah. to reopen our doors until September. You know, and even still there was the mask mandates and, right. and all of that when we first opened. Um, now anybody who's not vaccinated is masked, but fully vaccinated people can go unmasked. Um, it's totally their choice. We, the team, we, we keep our masks on just for, um, you know, everybody's peace of mind, I think is, is more right. about. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll have even more people this New Year's now that all that's lifted. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for, for sure. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So we are, if you just search for, you know, we're on Facebook, Croton Fit Body Bootcamp. We're on um, Instagram. Admittedly, I am horrible with social media. That's why I'm looking for someone to do that for me. But again, my admin team has been very good at that stuff. So I'm on social media there. And then we do have our website, um, you know, just search for Croton Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, and, uh, and you can find us online there. And there is a three free day um, offer. Awesome. That we do. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Great. So Kim from Croton Fit Body Bootcamp in New York. Thank you so much for joining us thank today. You, it's been great thank you. Thank you. On the show, of course. Alrighty. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real fitness pros who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Tori Zarno from Fit for Mom, Augusta in Georgia. How are you doing today, Tori? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Dominic. I thank you for being here. I can't wait to hear more about you, what you're doing in your community. So tell us all about Fit for Mom, Augusta. All right. So Fit for Mom is a... Uh, national business with locally owned franchises. Uh, so I own the exclusive rights to offer Fit for Mom programs uh, in my area. The original Fit for Mom started in 2001 in San Diego, California, uh, with a mom who'd been in the fitness industry, been in the fitness business, had her first baby, and was looking for a way to reconnect uh, and, and you know get back to uh, some of the things that she had before that she wasn't sure how to do now. Uh, and that's just where it grew from. And now we have over 300 locations all over the United States. Um, we're reaching thousands upon thousands of women and moms every day. And uh, it's really something special. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's a, a niche that probably was a little bit overlooked before and now is growing and, and thanks to people mm-hmm. like you. So Fit for Mom is not just kind of a, a one size fits all workout or program. There are multiple things that you can offer uh, as an owner uh, of a local uh, franchise of Fit for Mom. So can you walk us through that a little bit, like what services you offer uh, the moms in your community? Sure. Um, so our focus, our goal is always, uh, we have a saying, you come for the workout, but you stay for the community. So keeping that in mind, uh, the first program is Stroller Strides. That's our flagship program. Um, It was created so that moms, new moms could get a great workout while socializing, while being with their baby um, and getting all of those benefits uh, from being outside, being with your kids, being with new friends and uh, it grew from there because it is such a small niche that your client is going to outgrow that. As their baby grows, their needs change. Uh, so we added programs. We added uh, Fit for Baby, which is for expectant moms. We added uh, other stroller classes like Stroller Bar and Strides 360, um, which focus that have that same idea of working out with your kid. Uh, outside as much as possible, of course, Um, but different uh, ideas about where that strength comes from. And then we added um, what we call Body Boost, which is our mom-only, woman-only hit classes. And that's for moms that, you know, kids have gone back to school, kids are actually out of the house. Um, I've known some really great grandmas that come. Uh, Kids are grown and gone, and they are killing it in these classes uh, but we serve you know all through wherever your journey in motherhood is wherever you're at there's something for you here and you know not just fitness based we are cultivating a whole community through um, these businesses where we have moms that you know are not um, fitness isn't their thing and that's fine we do um, weekly play groups. We do uh, various meetups. We do various uh, mom's night outs, which are um, designated events. Just things to get our communities connected um, and form those relationships. That's, that's a lot more than I think what you take the, the basic and if somebody hasn't been educated and doesn't know a lot about fit for mom, you know, the stroller strides and things like that, the mom in the park workouts are probably what come to mind for people first, but hearing that, you know, you have the whole, really the whole journey from, from pregnancy or, and I'm not sure, and you correct me if I'm wrong, maybe even somebody who is, hasn't become a mom yet, but maybe, maybe is, you know, wants to be as healthy as they can before they take that journey all different steps to pregnancy, to, you know, new baby, to, like you said, kids are in school, kids are out of the house. Maybe the kids have been gone for 20 years, mm-hmm. but it's not just about the the workouts uh, with the kids necessarily. You, you don't exclude, you have different, different things. And then you're layering on a social aspect, the community aspect, really just, just helping people to 
to bond through the experience where they meet with fit for mom, but not ending as soon as, you know, the bell rings and the class is over. Exactly. See, that's uh, a lot more holistic than, than it may appear on the surface. And, and definitely I can see how somebody like you, your journey being that you were a client and you fell in love with it and you saw, and then you were, I want to be an instructor. And then, you know, as, as life took you to a different place that didn't have that. Uh, and we find often in all different types of fitness, when you find something you really love, then you move someplace that doesn't have it. You, it's really hard to fill that void. So sometimes you just have to do it yourself, right? So you saw the opportunity, you know, there was, it has to have a business model that works. So you looked at it, you said, all right, I love this. I know I can do it passionately. And then the business side is, it looks like it makes sense. And then you took, you took the dive in. Exactly. Yeah. I probably dived in a bit feet first, maybe not head first, but feet first. We came in like a cannonball, you know, <laughs> came in hot on it. So what kind of things did you, did you have to think about? Were there things that you thought you were prepared for and weren't when it came to the business side of things? Cause I'm sure you came in knowing what to expect because you had been in the classes, you'd been in the community and you want, you want to bring all that stuff to as many people as you can, but business being, you know, the nature of what it is, were there, were there surprises there on the good or not so good side that you've kind of, you've had to deal with? Uh, absolutely. I always say that is my biggest growing area is learning as much as I can and implementing what I'm able to uh, at this point um, about business. Uh, like you were saying, you're spot on. I was in a successful franchise uh, as a client, as an instructor. I got to see how the, you know, like let's say I got to see the outer layer. Um, I got glimpses of the inner layer, but I will say I was kind of unprepared for how many roles I would be playing personally at the beginning. Um, and that's where I am right now. You know, I'm just taking something new, learning it, working on it, finding out what doesn't work and going in a different direction. Uh, Fit for Mom does an amazing job of providing us with a lot of materials, a lot of that background stuff. The business model is there for us. Um, education, they do ongoing education for the owners for the instructors. Um, so, you know, if you're focused, if you're just instructing, we get so much great content about new um, things in the industry and how to engage, how to cue, how to lead. Um, and then on the business side, we get personalized. Uh, we actually just did a call yesterday um, where as many of the owners as possible, including our founding mom, uh, Lisa Drexman, she leads us in uh, monthly and quarterly meetings. And yesterday's was like focusing on uh, mapping out 2022. And she imparts her knowledge on us and helps us grow. You know, we've done these on profits, revenue, um, marketing, all the way through. So they provide so much stuff for us. 
and it's amazing. So I felt very confident. I was like, oh yeah, with everything that's available to me, I can do this. I've got this. Um, coming from an education background, I was like, I know how to, you know, learn new things and, and implement them and talk to people. Uh, and then it happened and it started and I realized how much I didn't know <laughs> um, and how great of a learning curve it is there. Um, so I think, you know, your question was, was there anything I wasn't necessarily prepared for? Yeah, all of it. That was it. <laughs> all right, that's, that's fair. And that self-awareness is probably gonna be the biggest thing that helps you progress and keep growing it to, to whatever level you want it to be. So um, I think hearing that the support that's out there from the franchise, you know, not all franchises make people feel quite as supported. Mm -hmm. So that that's really good. So I want to kind of hit my next question from two angles. And one is, do you have a, uh, a dream scenario of where you'd like to bring this business for yourself? Like what's your, um, I forget whose term it is, but I'm going to steal it anyway. The big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, where do you, where do you see this going? Like, what's the thing that you picture when you're like, oh man, I have to learn all this stuff. This is a lot. This is the thing. So I'm sure the passion for coaching and helping people that pushes you through a lot, but what's, what's the thing that you're going after that you say, you know what, one day I'm going to be here and I'm going to look back and say, it was a lot of work, but I'm here. I would say mine is um, twofold in the, because we are such big community builders, that's where my audacious dream lies. There is a certain area that I want to bring Fit for Mom to, and I want it to be um, either on a sliding scale or even just completely free of charge. Um, to the young women, to moms that need it, that don't have these resources. I have been blessed to be in areas and to be in circumstances, um, you know, even at our lowest where we were struggling, I was still able to get into Fit for Mom. Um, and the positive effects it had on me were incredible. Um, I've heard stories like that from lots of people in different franchises. And here in Augusta, I've spent a lot of time here and I know where there are pockets in these communities that are underserved. They just, they don't have, you know, the access to some of the things that we take for granted in other areas of town. Um, and that's my, that's my big goal is to have the business and the community be so successful that we can spread and go into the communities that would most benefit from that community. Well, man, it, it's really hard to compete with a goal that comes from the heart as strongly as that does. And, and I don't fault anybody for saying, Hey, I just want to be a successful business owner and you know, I want to make $100,000 a month or whatever it is. 
it's just as valid as any other goal, but certain things speak to me a little bit more um, than just, just money. And you need to have business and revenue and profit in order to get to that point, right? Unless, unless you know, you happen to hit the lottery and you can just do it. But wanting to use your business and the success of the business that is to come to help to finance, you know, people, like you say, who are underserved or who aren't able to, to have the access, but still can benefit from above and beyond the physical side of it, the, the right. emotional, the psychological, the, you know, the community of it is, is something where, you know, I feel like you must most days because there are hard days no matter what your what your drive is but that's going to be something that almost makes you want to jump out of bed and keep growing this thing because at some point you're going to look at it and say i did it and you're going to see those people and, and being in a position to help to help people in any aspect is to me you know the one of the noblest goals you can have so i think that's that's fantastic so with that being said, there's a learning curve, right? There's a lot that you have to do and the, there's trial and error and there's, there's different, there's bumps and bruises along the way. So if you had to say, you know, there was one aspect of the business that you need to make the biggest leaps in to get closer to that goal, do you think that you've been in it long enough to at least identify where that is? Yes, it's definitely marketing. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I said it before. I come from an education background, uh, yep. a teacher for years. Um, when we moved, um, where we moved, there was a very high cost of living mm -hmm. and we priced out, um, daycare, childcare, um, versus what I would be bringing home, um, on my paycheck and based on where we were, how much that was and how much, you know, we would be, I would be paying in gas to get to these places. It just wasn't a good choice. So I, you know, stepped back from teaching um, while the kids are small. And then this came up and I was totally not prepared for the amount of marketing that it takes. Um, you know, like getting those leads. Once I have the leads, I know what to do with them. But getting those leads, that marketing, that outreach, that's that's definitely um, my my spot for improvement. Yeah, it's um, you're not alone there. So I, I should say, and there's a lot of there's a lot of black holes holes and black magic and in places where you know money and time and effort can be lost there. And it is it is imperative to acquire those skills. And yeah, there are agencies, there are people you can hire. There are people that all take your money and may or may not give you results, but there is nothing that will serve you better than, than learning those skills. And, and the learning curve is, can be tough. Um, and there are, you know, different ways you can accelerate it, but it sounds like once you said, you know, it's not, it's probably not even really a sales process for you because somebody comes in front of you and you're just going to kill them with conviction, right? You believe in what you're doing so much that it's like, how could you not do this? And then your execution is going to be based on your own experience. Again, your conviction and your belief. So once you get that lined up, that once that first domino falls, mm -hmm. really the sky is going to be the limit at that point, other than 
the one last topic that I do want to touch on is, is scaling. Because to get to that point, you are, you're going to figure out marketing, right? That's going to be one of those things. You have the drive. It's going to be a skill that you can acquire. The resources are out there. Um, but once you have that and you grow at a certain point, you're, you're only going to be able to do so much. So what does that plan look like for you? Do you find that you most want to get people like you who are clients to turn trainers to it, to have that belief and that buy-in in what you're doing? Or do you think that you want to bring people in from the outside who have training experience and adapt them to the fit for mom? Um, it works both ways. Uh, that is something that we as you know, the multi various owners um, have talked about and discussed. And there are the two separate ideas. There are people who say, I only hire from within my village, which is what we call our community. Um, and which is what happened to me is that I, you know, we joke, we call it, you drink the Kool-Aid. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was in, I was ready. So I had that dedication. I had that loyalty to the brand. Um, and then I was taught the fitness aspect. Um, so there are those that that's the only road they take. And there are others that um, go outside um, and find someone who's highly capable, highly motivated, has the training, has the certification and that background. And be like, let me tell you what I do. Come see what I do. Um, I personally am open to both. I have seen both work. I have seen both fail, you know? So it really is for me, um, it just depends on that person. When I'm looking for someone to add to my team, um, there are certain like, you know, personal qualities that I think most businesses or most owners are looking for. You're looking for someone who is reliable. You're looking for someone who's dedicated, um, who's going to be willing to learn uh, on where it gets like personal for me is I'm looking for someone who, yes, has all those things, um, but also those different skills that people have, um, how welcoming are you? How accepting are you? I have some, you know, strict deal breakers um, because you said it earlier where we, we don't exclude um, coming from a, you know, from the mom background. Like for example, my oldest is not biologically mine. So someone saying to me, oh, but he's really not yours. Like, I'm like polite, but I'm like, all right, this conversation is over because I'm not going to argue the validity of my child with you. Um, so like someone who cannot accept that there are different ways to motherhood, that would be a no-go for me. This person, let's say like they fill out the application, they come, um, we have a great conversation. I think they would be awesome in the position, but then I find out like they're not inclusive of the way different families look, the way different journeys to motherhood looked, uh, then I'm going to have to say, you know, thank you for your time, but this isn't going to work out for us. Um, so scaling, I'm open. 
I'm open. You hit it on the head. Scaling and marketing are my focuses right now. Um, I'm actually accepting applications. I'm talking to different people because I am planning for growth, you know, and I want that. I'm going to believe it into fruition is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And, and just if I just want to go back real quick, mm -hmm. just because I think it's an important point. So when it comes to your scale and in hiring, you, it is important for you to have for people to have the skills and drive and all those things that are on paper, but nothing's going to be more important to you than a philosophical match, than a culture match for somebody who it doesn't matter if they have a resume a mile long, you need to feel like this person is 100% in line with you because of where you want to take the business. If they're not on that same bus, it's, it's a no go. So that's really, it's the, the philosophical, cultural, you know, standpoint of things that's really going to be the thing that you hone in on. Correct. And, you know, like it was said to me, I told when my um, former franchise owner approached me and was like, I'd like, I'd like you to teach for us. I was like, I don't know anything about fitness. And she said, that's okay. We can teach you how to teach someone to squat. Like we can teach you how to perform those motions correctly, properly, safely. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that philosophical mindset that if it's not there, I can't teach you that. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't teach somebody to be that match for sure. So Tori, we are just about out of time, but I have, I have one more question for you before we let you go. Um, you jumped into this thing feet first and you are going to make a go of it and and realize what you want in the community. But if you had one piece of advice you could give yourself back, you know, before day one, mm -hmm. is there any one thing that you kind of wish you had known about it or being an owner or, or something that you think would have served you better and helped you along this path? Uh, yes. Before day one, if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be to have a team to reach out and, um, ask for help um, and, you know, create, create that core group that's going to help um, do the various areas. Like I've said, my strength was not in marketing. I should have reached out well before now and um, beefed that up. <laughs> yeah. Marketing is uh it's an important thing. That's for sure. And you recognize it now. And, you know, if, if you just put your head in the sand, it would be a, a lot tougher journey for you than saying, okay, this is where I am. These are the things that I need to learn. This is what I'm going to do. So other than that, you'd just be, it would just be a wish to get where you want to get. So I think having, having an idea and having a plan is, is definitely going to serve you well. So we are now officially out of time. The last thing that we need to get in before I let you go, if people are interested in Fit for Mom, if they're interested in your Fit for Mom in Augusta, where can they find you online? Absolutely. Online, go to fitformom.com. You will find a uh, locations near me search bar. Put in your zip code and you're going to be given... Uh, depending on where you are, you might be given multiple franchises. You can find the one that works for you. Uh, if you're in 
the CSRA in uh, the Central Savannah River area in Georgia, South Carolina. Go to augusta.fitformom.com. You know, all that info goes to me. You can say hi. Uh, we can get you set up. Um, I'm la I laugh because in my little area, it's just me. But um, for, my, for anybody in South Carolina, my closest one uh, is Fit for Mom, Lake Murray. Going to give her a shout out too because she is killing it over there as well. Perfect. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, your Fit for Mom journey, your entrepreneurial journey. And I look forward to seeing you uh, reach all those goals and hopefully it's sooner than later. Thank you, Dominic. You are very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. We thank you for spending some of your day with us. We hope that this was valuable to you. If you want to hear more episodes, hit the subscribe button. We're dropping these things multiple times a week. We will notify you when new episodes drop. And if you want to be on the show and talk about your journey, what you're doing in your community, your business model, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk real business with real gym owners. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with Sharon Chamberlain, owner of Catalyst for Fitness in Cincinnati, Ohio. How's it going, Sharon? It's uh, going well. How are you today? Doing good. Thank you. Thank you so much for making the time to be here with us today. I'm super excited to chat about Catalyst for Fitness. So let's hop right into it. Tell us a little bit about um, the gym, the business itself, and what kind of services do you guys offer? Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> um, Catalyst for Fitness is a private fitness studio. Uh, it's small. It's uh, just under a thousand square feet. So we, we don't have the traditional, um, a lot of people go into gyms and they see machines with weight stacks. We don't, we don't do that. There's, um, I don't want to call it functional fitness, but we use a lot of uh, equipment like medicine balls and TRX and stability balls and dumbbells and kettlebells and sandbags. And, uh, you know, all the gym owners know what I'm talking about, all that kind of stuff and body weight, of course. Right. Um, I am a sole proprietor and I am the only uh, trainer in there. I'm a certified personal trainer and a nutrition coach. Uh, I also have some uh, experience with metabolic training and uh, like physique training, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
most of my clients, however, they don't want to get on a um, on a stage and compete. They're trying to, you know, uh, some of the phrase words right now are, uh, or the phrases are be the best version of you or you know, whatever they want to call it. They're just trying to improve their health, right? And they want to find something that's sustainable, enjoyable. Like they may hate me while they're with me. <laughs> I mean, we all know that, right? It's oh, a yeah. relationship. Uh, so anyway, so my studio is small. I work with clients in person virtual virtual came about during COVID-19 like many of us are aware and then online and, and I work with my clients online prior to COVID-19. I'm also a nutrition coach like I mentioned so I work with clients um, to help them find the nutritional plans that work for them that become lifestyles. I, I don't do diets. I heard I spoke with a woman yesterday who was very focused on losing so many pounds a week yeah, I, I said, you know, I mean, you guys know this, right? I, I'm not going to guarantee you're going to lose. She wanted to lose three pounds a week. I'm like, okay, number one, that's not safe. Right. Number two, I'm not the gal for you. If that is your only focus, right? You should go do your own research. And if you decide you want to come back to me, I'd love to work with you. Now that's a, you know, very abbreviated conversation that right have. obviously yeah but but i teach lifestyles it's not that people don't have goals and and you know we work and we right. make adjust things for specific goals but that's uh catalyst for fitness in a nutshell um if i can can i talk about a couple of things that are kind of new to my business that i'm really excited yeah. about yeah absolutely we Great. Would love to hear. so with the with transitioning to virtual um, there are benefits and there are drawbacks from a time perspective. Wow. You know, you can right. sit at your desk and like I am right now, you know, I'm, you, you sit there and you go from client to client or class to class and you just have to figure out how to like work in eat breaks and like bathroom breaks. Right. Um, but I don't enjoy virtual nearly as much as I do in person. Uh, the it's, it's much harder to build a community and to get to know each other that way. Uh, however, you know, I, I'm still doing, I'm still taking on new clients. You know, I want to build my business during COVID-19. Um, I, I sat back and, and looked at how I can make my business better. And so, uh, a little less than a year ago, I decided to come out with my own supplement line mm -hmm. and I had been reselling someone else's supplements mm -hmm. and, and they're good. Like, I still think they're good, right. but I wanted better. Like I wanted better for me and for you and for your mom and your dad and you know whoever. Right. So I I, um, I researched and vetted um, over twenty companies, and I chose a boutique manufacturer in California. And so I had a soft launch during COVID nineteen. I'm going to have a true launch um, in about a month and a half. So wow. that's exciting. What I'm more excited about is after I started my supplement line, I sat back and thought, okay, well, what else can I do? Because I'm a problem solver. I want I, I really am. I want to get out there. I want to solve the problem and then I'm going to move on and go on to another problem. Right. And I found that a lot of my clients, uh, you know, I, I opened my studio in May of 2012. And prior to that, I was in the business world. Not that running a business isn't the business world. I'm trying to like separate office corporate work from running right. a a gym, which is certainly business, but different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
and so I, I, I was good at what I did. Um, I was told I was good at what I did. So it's not just me saying, right. <laughs> uh, you know, way to go, Sharon, you know, not like that at all. Um, but I stopped liking it mm-hmm. and I thought I, I, you know, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I changed industries and I opened my studio and boom. Right. And so almost 10 years later, here I am still running my studio, enjoying it all throughout that time. I would resell some protein bars or I'd make my own. Like I, the ones that I made in my kitchen, I like more than most of them that are out there on the market. My clients would ask for help. And so after my supplement line, I thought, Hey, I want to make a real, a true meal replacement bar, not the protein bars that may or may not actually have a lot of protein or high quality, not the energy bars, which really are just like sugar laden stickers. (laughs) Um, You know, I want a true meal replacement bar, you know, calories. I mean, everyone knows this. Well, the gym owners should know this, right? right? The calories, the macros, the fiber, I mean, everything, I wanted that. And I thought, all right, I'm gonna go do it. And in May, I started and my bars come to market in about two weeks. I am so incredibly excited. I have um, I have three left in, in my house and I've been rationing them until <laughs> my own bars come out. Like I had one two days ago. So I'm like, okay, I can't have another one for like another week because I won't get my bars for two weeks. Right. So, anyway, so um, my supplement line, can I give the name of my supplement line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plug yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Plug myself. Um, this will come as a shock. It's called the catalyst for fitness supplement line. You know, <laughs> nothing like building brand awareness. Right. Um, and then my, my meal replacement bar, which it really is a, a meal replacement. I was coming up with all these, like, I thought great names and I took polls of my client did all that work. One of my clients looked at me and said, why don't you call it the catalyst bar? And I said, uh, I don't know, boy, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I, I pulled my clients again and pulled a lot of people who didn't know my brand. Like they knew me as Sharon, not Catalyst right. Fitness. And they agreed Catalyst. So it's called the Catalyst Bar and it'll be available in about two weeks. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, I guess I want to ask you just a little bit more about that. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners are curious. Yeah. I'm just curious too. It's like, how does one go about creating their own meal replacement bar? You know, nothing that I've done so far in this industry has been like typical. So like how I got into it, I just opened my studio, right? I'm just going to do it. It's mm-hmm. not like I was a trainer in a gym and thought, oh, you know, I want to have my own business. I just did it. So what I'm going to tell you, I don't know if this is the right way or the wrong way, but it's my it's okay. way. Yeah. Right. And it's working. Well, it's, it's songs they actually come to market in like two weeks. Um, like I mentioned, I made a lot of bars myself using, um, well, now my own protein powder, but, you know, in other companies, protein powder, I would make bars. Most of them were pretty good. You know, a few of them hockey pucks, not so good, but, you know, <laughs> that's how you, yeah. you know, forgot to add this. Well, that's how you learn. Um, so I started doing research online at companies who would make them. And I mean, you can go to a company and just whatever they have, you just slap the label on it. Right. So the question is, is that really going to be what everyone else has out there? And how is yours going to be different? Like what I was asked during this process was, 
what is your USP? What is your unique selling proposition? And, and I think most gym owners probably know that term because that's what we, that's what, like we ask each other, how is your gym going to be different from the one down the street or the one that's cheaper than you down the street or something like that? So I decided I wanted, I wanted a meal replacement. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted certain calories and macros. And as it turned out, um, so I was talking with different companies. Some of them I didn't actually speak with because they would, they only work with companies who are going to come out with um, 100,000 or more bars the first time. Like, well, I don't, my pockets are like this deep. Like you yeah. can't see it because it's a podcast, but my thumb and my forefinger are really close together, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have deep pockets. You know, I'm a sole proprietor. I mean, I'm, I'm doing well, but not nearly like I, I want to do better to be able to do that. So anyway, so some of them I didn't even talk with. And then I was in this, um, I was in this through a fluke. I was in this international competition through uh, Muscle and Fitness Hers called Ms. Health and Fitness 2021. And, and during that process, I was meeting all these people. And one of the women that I met through LinkedIn said, oh, you know, hey, I, I've brought bars to market before with such and such company. Mm -hmm. uh, who are you using? And I said, well, I've been talking with so-and-so. She said, oh, can I give you another name? Sure. Well, as it turned out, this other name, that's the company that I'm working with. Wow. And I know. How, how neat is that? And so uh, through a lot of conversations with them, we talked about macros, we talked about flavors, um, size, and all of that. They sent me a number of different flavors. My clients, remember this is during COVID-19. Right. So, okay, you're going to come in my house. Some of you I've never met because we met virtually and you need to show me your vaccination, right? So it was like this crazy, crazy fun time. We did it uh, three weekends, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what day can you come? So I had people in and my, out of my house for like three different weekends. Hi, welcome to my kitchen. Drink some water, taste this bar, right? So we did all these taste tests. And through the three like iterations of bars and that kind of thing, uh, there was this, what is now peanut butter brownie uh, that every person who tasted it liked. Now mm -hmm. think about it. I know, well, now that I go out with my friends a whole lot right now, but when my friends and I used to go out to dinner, think of how hard it is to find a place to go that everyone agrees on, right? Yeah. So I have all these people in my kitchen who are of different shapes and sizes and ages and backgrounds and everything. And they all like peanut butter brownie. Mm -hmm. So I didn't intend for my first flavor to be anything with a nut because oh, nut allergy. Yeah. Um, but it's peanut butter brownie. So it's a, um, so, so that's how it works. So you, you go back and forth and then there's, you have to do all the, you have to, uh, the wrapper and the box that it goes in right. and all of the artwork around it. And you have to, um, you, know, you have to have it tested and, and this and that, and then you have to find a distributor if you're doing it online. And so I just, like I said, mine isn't very conventional, but I, I had a blast. I mean, you could hopefully hear it in my voice. I had a blast doing it. Like I want, I'm ready to do it again. Like let's, let's go do it now. What else can I do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was like, it's legitimately your own recipe. It is, um, there, there are, um, 
like stock recipes, uh, not all companies do this, right? Because different companies do different things. But the company that I work with, who is phenomenal, um, there, there are stock recipes, and then there are 100% custom recipes, and then there's something in the middle, and I'm in the middle. So like I started with the stock, because I, I the custom is pretty pricey. Right. And so while I had a recipe that I liked, I also knew that from doing research that you can't just take your recipe that you make in your kitchen with your little right. oven and then go into a commercial space and use the same ingredients because it's going to more than likely it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they, um, this company that I work with, they've guided me and taught me and um, they probably are tired of me asking questions, <laughs> but I, like I said, I'm a problem solver and I, I really enjoyed this. So I wanted to learn as much as I can about the process. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Awesome. So I did want to ask you a little bit now on, um, you know, a topic that we usually talk about yeah, on the sorry. podcast and um, no, no, no. I mean, like you're in a unique position, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about marketing one, um, you know, how you usually use marketing to attract new clients um, for your personal training, but also what your plans are for marketing, um, you know, the supplements and the bars. You know, that's a, it's a really good question. I, I wish I had a really good answer. So here is my answer nonetheless. In the past, for the first seven years that I ran my business, I didn't do any marketing. It was all referral, mm -hmm. which, which I love uh, and everyone knows the benefits of it. So I will go down that whole list of bullet points. Right. Um, but I, about three before COVID-19, the right before COVID-19, I sat down and decided Sharon, you know, you really need to run this as a business, right? You were in the business world. You were successful there. It's, it, you know, it, this has been fun, but you really, the only thing that I missed was my salary. Like I wanted my money back to right. where it used to be. And, and I, I don't have the opportunity for stock options and 401k and all of that. So I have to set aside my own SEP. And, you know, you know, that as a business owner, right, you're, you're, you're pushing for your retirement. So I thought, okay, Sharon, it, you know, quit messing around. Not that I was messing around, but you know, you really need to get serious and right. be a business owner and run this like a business. So I sat down and I uh, created goals and one of them was a revenue goal. And I reverse engineered it from there to figure out how many training clients I would need and how many classes I would have to have with so many people in classes and mm -hmm. you know, nutrition and, and all of that. And based on that, I realized, okay, yep, now I need a marketing company because I don't, <laughs> right? Not only can I not do everything, but I know that I don't know anything about marketing. Right. Like, even in college, I did take a mark. Like that wasn't, you know, I, yeah. I graduated college happily without any marketing classes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> right. And now I'm thinking, oh, I should have taken those, I should have taken those marketing classes. So I um I worked with a company for several months who at first was really good for me. And then throughout COVID-19, you know, they were growing and I was changing and and it just wasn't a good fit any longer. So I I cut ties with them and, you know, in a good way. You know, I, I cut ties right. with them, tried a couple other companies out, um, and none of them in my opinion, were able to reach the people that I wanted to reach. And then, and during that COVID-19 hit, so I was like, okay. And that's when I started looking at other parts of my business. 
So right now, the way that I'm trying to pull in new clients is mostly through organic marketing. Um, I'm active on Facebook. You know, I have a business page and a personal page. And on Facebook or LinkedIn, I have the same. Most of my clients, the niche I'm trying to reach right now for clients, like I said, are on Facebook. So I'm using organic um, posts and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, for my supplements and for my bar, one of my clients, um, she and a friend of hers are both in marketing and they just started their own business and it did, you know, like their side gig. Right. And so we worked out, um, I said, Hey, wouldn't it be great to, for me to be your case study? <laughs> and, you know, so we worked through the, you know, the, the agreement and all that kind of thing. So they are going to help, um, promote my catalyst bar and my supplements. And like one of, one of the things that we're doing for my catalyst bar is I am, um, I'm sending sample bars to gym owners Oh, yeah. and saying, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. here's my story. And, you know, it's a true story. I mean, it's like what right. I'm telling you now. Yeah. I wanted a better bar. That's really what it started with. And I'm sending them right now locally now. Hey, if any of you are listening and seriously, you're interested reach out to me and I'll put you on the list for bars. Cause you know, we just ordered the boxes. They're really cool. I don't want to give it away on here, but, we, <laughs> yeah. but they're really cool little boxes. We're going to stick a bar in there with my little, you know, handwritten note and boom, right. you know, they're out the door. And the idea is that you'll taste it, you'll like it and you'll, you know, hopefully eat them for yourself and then tell your clients about it, right? Help your clients be the best they can be if it fits in their lifestyle. Right. For the, for the supplements, we're going to do a, a hard launch, like I said, in about a month and a half. What I've done in the meantime is I've already started an affiliate program for my supplements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of gym owners or even personal trainers who don't want to like mess with supplements, you can, and, and you don't want to work with a big company that sells many, many mm-hmm. brands, right? You want to show your clients that you have done your due diligence. You do want bioavailability. You do want them shipped directly to them. So if they're virtual or online or traveling, they don't have to come into your gym to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just created an affiliate program about three weeks ago. Um, have a couple people already signed up, you know, selling them. And it, it's for individuals or companies. And um, so that's how I'm just starting to market it. The catalyst bars to, to continue on. So I'm sending some samples out. And then we're going to do, uh, we have a meeting on Tuesday of next week to finalize the campaign on how we're going to get the word out. Yeah, cool. So you, you're going to do the bars kind of the same, well, not the same, but like same ish as the supplement in the fact that, you know, you're going to have gym owners sell these to their customers and they get some sort of profit from that. Yeah. uh, I'm sorry about that. No affiliate program for the bars right now. I'm just trying to get the word out. Yeah. supplements yes you know it's already established there are 15 mm-hmm. products in my line so i mean there's um right. for there's many to choose from uh spec sheets on all of them the bars themselves just trying to get the word out and then we will figure out how to like resell them if we're going to do that i've already been asked that and i said you know that's on my list but i need to get the bars actually oh, like there. on the market first yeah. you know, it's like third on my list uh-huh so yes, yeah. I'm looking into it. 
Very cool. All right, awesome. So, um, all right, so let's talk just briefly. Um, I know obviously you have a lot of things going on in the business right now, but um, when it comes to the personal training side of things, tell us a little bit about what your sales process is. Like when, walk us through what happens when somebody reaches out and says, hey, Sharon, I'm potentially interested in becoming one of your clients until yeah. you actually get them signed up. Yeah, what does that look like? Um, the, the way the process works, whether it's for any prospect, because a lot of people as other gym owners and trainers know, they think they know what they want, but they really don't know what they want. Right. right. So, you, so you have to pull that out for them in a very short period of time and not be, you know, be nice, but keep it moving. Right. You don't want right. to be on the phone for an hour and a half, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you have other appointments and that kind of thing. And time is money. So someone reaches out to me in whatever fashion, we set up a call and I ask if they set aside a few minutes without any distractions. You know, does that always work? No, but I, I try, right? I'm trying to set the stage, no distractions. Like don't be in your car, no TV, no dogs, no cats, no kids, you know. Um, there's a script that I go through to get some information out of them. And I'm sure we all have scripts. Mine is, Mine is positioned the way that I would want someone to ask me questions. And there are salespeople who make a whole lot more money than I do, who will say that's not the right way to do it. But this is what I'm comfortable with. And this is my philosophy in my home and my environment. And I want, I want to be as real as I can when I talk, talk with someone on the phone. So beyond the, how can I help you? Where are you from? You know, you know, all the typical like basic questions, right? So after we get to the point where we figure out if they really want personal training or group training or online training, and, and that's through a lot of you know, just asking the same questions. Why, why this? Have you, have you ever worked with a trainer before? What did you like? What didn't you like? You know, what would you change? I think we all probably know a, a lot of those questions. The next step in the process is um, I sign them up online. My agreement, my waiver, my PARQ are all electronic documents. And we do that on the phone together. Because if I, if someone says I'll do it later, they'll never do it. Oh, right. yeah. And they'll <laughs> never do it and you'll never get money. And then you, you lost, you lost a sale. Right. So um, the, the contract that I have and, and the waiver and, and the part two, very, it's a quick and easy way to document it. They get a PDF of it, you know, it's always available for them. And then they sign up for classes right then, or we schedule personal training right then. As soon as I get off the phone, well, not right when I get off the phone, but an email is generated shortly thereafter I get off the phone. It's a welcome email to, to my new client reiterating some of what I said, because you know, they're not going to remember everything that you right. said, no matter how hard they, tr they try. And there are some attached documents to it. Um, one is uh, how to be successful guide. There's a lot of information in there talking about how we do progress, um, uh, photos and measurements. There's a spreadsheet for them to, to use. There are also um, links I use Google Docs. You can use you know whatever product you like. I like Google Docs. There's a questionnaire for fitness and a questionnaire for nutrition. And I impress upon them again in the email 
please take your time doing this. Don't rush through it. It's really important, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all of their information goes into a Google document. I get notified, I get a PDF of all of their answers. So the first time that I meet with them, I have more knowledge about them. And it also gives them the opportunity to fill in some details that they may not have thought of or tell me some things that they didn't want to say out loud, but they'll write it down. Like, what are your goals? And they'll say, oh, I, you know, I, I just want to look better. And you right. try to drive down and you get to a point where, okay, they're just not going to tell me anymore. I need to move on. And then you start reading what they've written. It's, I want to look sexy in a bikini. I want my husband to think I'm attractive. You're like, okay, now there's your yeah. why. At least I have it, right? If you didn't want to tell me that you want to run around in a bikini, uh, okay, but now I know and that's going to help me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the condensed version of the, of the process of, of getting them in. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Awesome. Um, all right. So I basically have two questions left for you now that we're winding down a little bit on time. Um, one would just to, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about your additional services yeah, aside you. from the, the personal training. Um, yeah, of course. But I did want to ask you, like, I know you and I had discussed um, beforehand that you do have one additional offering that you are launching. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, I, with 20 years of business experience, like business world experience, and, and I did a whole lot of like really neat things, like great opportunities. And then almost 10 years of running my business. Uh, I want to help other either trainers or coaches. You could be a health coach, a, a yoga instructor, a small group class instructor, a, a personal trainer, or maybe someone who owns one gym. Not a lot of gyms, just one. I want to help you build your business to your like financial and operational dreams. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are many companies out there and I think you need to find the one that's the best fit for you. Just like someone tried to find a trainer. You know, if, if you talk with it, if yeah. someone talks with you and you just don't click, you know, walk away, right? It's the wrong person. So uh, later this month, I'm coming out with a product that is, uh, it's FitBiz in a box. And it has, it's going to take you from establishing, if you need all of this, you know, some of it's in there, you may not need it, but basically, from establishing your company name because it's not as easy as you think <laughs> probably all the way through figuring out who your ideal client is changing all not changing but uh, well either changing or establishing all of your marketing and programs and everything that you do based on your ideal client staffing up if you want to staff up some people want to stay sole proprietors mm -hmm. and, and being an independent personal trainer does not mean you're running a company. Oh, no, no. They, they are very different. And, and if you want to be an independent personal trainer the rest of your life, good, right? If that's what you want, you should absolutely do it. But if you even think you might want to run a business, you explore it, especially now. 35% of, of gyms closed down. People have left. People are coming. You know, it's, it's yours to grab, and there's enough for many of us to grab. You, you know what I mean? So anyway, so it takes you through that all the way through, oh, you've built your business and now you're ready to sell it. Yeah. So that comes out, it, it's a high value, high ticket item. It comes out later this month. 
I am looking for two. Hey, I'm gonna, you're allowing me to self-promote, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm for two beta testers. Uh, I, I needed three, I already have one. Uh, and I haven't really started promoting this yet, but hey, I need two beta testers and you will get a reduced price in exchange for giving me feedback and hopefully a testimonial at the end. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that comes out at the end of this month also. All right, awesome. Hopefully somebody will take advantage yes, of that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So uh, we are almost out of time, but I do have one last question for you, Sharon. And that is, you know, if you could go back all the way to, it was 2012, correct? When you, when you started the PT business. Um, all right, so if you could take us back to 2012 when you first started, and if you could give yourself or our listeners out there one piece of advice about running your own business, what would that be? Don't forget to have fun and set time aside for yourself. I did that real well for the first six years, seven years. When COVID-19 hit, I forgot about that. And, um, and that's bad. Like you could call it mental health, you can call it whatever you want. Right. What what I say is you need to find a harmony. It's not a balance, but a harmony between your work life and your home life. Some days work is going to take it all up. Some days home is going to have to take it all up. So it's that harmony. You need to make sure that you have that in your life or you are no good to you or anyone else around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is fantastic advice, not only for gym owners, but just life in general. Yes, <laughs> yes. So. All right. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you taking some time to be here with us today, Sharon. Uh, before we go, for all of our listeners out there, what is your website? Where can we find you on social media? Thank you, Katie. Uh, my website is catalystforfitness.com. The four is a number. So catalyst, the number four, fitness.com. Uh, my email address is Sharon at catalystforfitness.com. And you can find me on Facebook under Sharon Chamberlain and catalystforfitness.com and also on LinkedIn. Please reach out or at least say hi. I mean, I, I'd love to network. It's, it's always good to know people and to ask questions or to commiserate or whatever. So please. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, awesome. Well, for all of our listeners out there, thank you for spending some time with us today as well. We hope you found some value in my conversation with Sharon here. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form, and a member of the team will be in touch as soon as possible. This has been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.